I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how do you like me now? <laughs> if you couldn't tell, um, I'm a bit sicky, babes, but that's okay because um, it's Thanksgiving and I'm thankful for my pod partner, Caitlin, and all our babes. <laughs> me too. Me too. And you're not really sick. I think you've got allergies or something. Like it's just a little. So I don't mean to belittle little. your illness. I'm sorry. That sounded really rude. <laughs> I just like, I feel you're like not... you're worried about being sick and I'm like, um, you're fine. <laughs> Because I didn't get sick. sick. Um, <laughs> sorry, but you're not sick. <laughs> you don't even know what sickness is. What um, is that even? Yeah. What is that? Um, anyway, yeah. I've hung out with you twice. I was in a True. car ride for you for hours and I True. totally feel fine. So speaking of our car ride for hours. Oh, oh my god. We met Frederick Backman. Hell yeah, we did. And he was so cool. He was albeit cool. a little sad. I wanted to yes. give him a hug. <laughs> I did too, but you could tell that he was not into touching people or anything no. like that. No, no, Merp. which is fine. Merp. I yep. can respect that fully. Yep. It was mm-hmm. just my heart wanted to hug his heart, yes. I guess. Yes, from afar. Yes, yes. felt a little a bad respect- for being there. <laughs> a respectful heart hug. I see my heart sees your heart. Yes. <laughs> I understand. The acknowledgement of heart yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was a bit sad. I was like, Ugh. but also we got a signed copy of the winners with a cool little stamp in it too, a Beartown hockey yeah. stamp. Hell yeah. I want to make that Beartown shirt. I want one so I bad. want to. Me too. We should get okay, never mind. 
Be okay. Be no, right. Um. So that was cool. We'll be reading the winners in November. Mm-hmm. Get your eyeballs ready because it is a hundred and five chapters. Yep. I you think Ashley your... said it was like six hundred and something pages. Yes. 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 And I think when he was writing, he was like, "I didn't." Uh, when we were sorry, when we were there, he was like, "I didn't." mean for it to be 726 pages it just (laughs) happened (laughs) which I mean when you're on a roll you're on a roll and if the editors didn't cut it it must all be necessary Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that's like the job of an editor to be like Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." yeah exactly don't care about that guy's fucking pinky toe yeah exactly um but yes I loved finding out more about Benji Mm-hmm. He was based on a character of one of Frederick Bachman's friends who sadly died by suicide when yeah. he was 20. So it's almost like he was like redeeming that friendship by creating yeah. Benji. And yeah. Oh, it just yes. made me love Benji even more. Mm-hmm. I did like the fact that he's honoring one of his close yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet. The very time. We also sweet. learned so much more. One of my favorite things, yeah. though, is when he was talking about how someone had mentioned to him once how he writes like women women's characters so well and they're like how do you do it and he was like I just think of them as people yeah yes and like all of his answers were just so spot on like yeah he's so like just blunt he's like yeah well um they're just people <laughs> and like I was raised by them like all my favorite authors are women oh my god I almost died when he said that he was raised by women authors yeah yeah loved it yeah I love that it was good it was good um were you there what did I smell yeah if you were there oh they put on a great blue heron books yeah great event it was beautiful in Uxbridge Trail I want to be, be that woman. I want that bookstore. Mm-hmm. I want to do cool events. <laughs> then we can think about um, we can be the girls that who are at our table, who are like friends yes. from high school, and then they just yes. go around to book events. Yes, I love that. That's love so that. cool. Why not? Okay. Okay. What are you reading? Okay. What are oh, you reading? Oh, I am reading Good Girl, Bad Blood. Is that what it's called? The second oh. one in the um oh, other girls yes oh. yes so I'm reading the second one with Pip how yeah. is it awesome. it's like good obviously it's good awesome. although awesome. it's um I will say it's a little bit annoying on my e-reader because there's like a podcast script in it so you read the podcast script but the margins are like skewed because it's a script right which means that I have to like turn my e-reader and then I can't read like part of it so I have to like flip it and read it while it's flipping because like because it's like not totally centered the page yet it's very oh, awkward no. mm-hmm. oh okay okay yeah. okay they need but other to... than that it's great <laughs> okay okay good 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 I finished what are you reading lis- I finished listening to us against you and 10, out of 10. you Love. loved it and on audiobook book. would you do it again I'd do it again. Yeah. I think Hell I might. Yeah. And I think it's Hell helped yeah. me feel a little bit better. Just like in general, like last week I was so morose from that Dahmer bullshit. Oh, and the audiobook just kind of like, whoop. 
even though it was sad at parts where like literally I was tearing up at parts because I yeah it's such a good book anyways you guys should be listening and or reading right now to us against you to refresh your memes for next for next week. month or month month yeah month. yeah next month not next, not next week oh next you said week. read no. I thought you okay. said week <laughs> next week surprise <laughs> I feel like I might need to start write, reading early because I know I'm a slow reader. I'm a slow reader. I know this about myself. I feel like you I might need could. to start a little. You yeah. could potentially listen to it. <laughs> take notes. I could. True, true. Potentially. I don't think the ear the ebook is out yet though for for it. Oh really? Or the not the book, the audiobook. Audiobook the audio book i see well version. you could you could just call me and i could just read it to you while you Perfect. Read yours. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> do you have a few five like five hours just read that to me thank you <laughs> could you well you're not reading it do, so but... i may as well just read it to you it might be like 11 p.m but that's okay right <laughs> perfect that's what i get my most work done <laughs> just fall asleep to my voice Anyway, yeah. So you're reading what now? Um, Ashley gave me a great book recommendation. Did she really? The Love Hypothesis. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Are I'm you reading start it? That. No, I'm going to start oh. it next because I literally just finished Us Against You yesterday when I was doing chores. Oh, hell yeah. I picked up a copy uh, of Wrong Place, Wrong Time, speaking of. I oh, a story yesterday because I saw it. Nice. I, like, I love this book. I need it. I need a yes. physical copy. I need that physical copy. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. I have like three books I want to do that for. I held it, held up four fingers. I meant three. Three. Nobody three. saw you, but I saw that trigger. That was a trigger finger. Um, yeah, I want to get Once There Were Wolves. Once There Were Wolves. Uh, yes. I love that book. I kind of forgot that we read that book this year. That so was good. a favorite of mine for sure. And... Wrong place, wrong time. And Firekeeper's mm-hmm. Daughter. I still haven't bought in a physical copy of it. Mm. Well, so is there anything else going on in your world? Are you listening to anything? Watching anything? Literally wrapped up everything. Since I've been a little under the weather this week, anytime I picked up a book, I would fall asleep. So, Oh, yeah. I love a good snooze. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a little podcast if you're interested tell, in hearing tell about me it. all about it it's, it's got called the juice. it's got the juice <laughs> it's got the crime it's called nighttime and it's by a guy an, an east coast guy in canada he's canadian i can't remember his name jordan i think is his name but i started listening to him because the morbid girls had him on to discuss the story of Lindsay savannah which and then he did a seven part series so after I heard it on the other podcast I was like I was telling you about this IRL but I was like I'm interested and he has a really lovely voice and he asks like really great questions like I think this is just he calls it nighttime because this is what he like he's got a full-time job and he just does this as like a hobby at night or whatever yeah but it's cool it's really I would recommend so I'm gonna be listening to his other episodes too I'm excited it's all it's all Canadian subscribed subscribed (laughs) did you really yeah literally (laughs) we have an influx of babes again this week (sighs) I did put a little call out I did put a little call out I will say that 
Yes. I saw it's just fun it when it gets, it's fun when it gets chatty in a Facebook group. It is. It's awesome. And I love everybody introducing themselves. People are posting them pics of them at the <sighs> beach, hiking with their dog at oh like a little fun God. run with their dog. More, oh please God. show us where you love to be. Show, show us your, your reading show, or don't Whatever. show us your face. I don't need to see your face. Whatever. Show us. Show a, us. Your, introduce yourself. A pick. Okay. A pick. <clears throat> Definitely no. thought you said something else. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> don't. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. We have like four or five. No, we have more than that. We have six. Ooh. Okay. Za Sam. Abby, Ashley, Carrie, Donna, and Sarah. Welcome. Hey, hello. Hey, Introduce hi, hello. Introduce yourself if you've got a dog, show it. If you yeah. got a pet, if you got a pet lizard, if you got a Oh, pet, especially if you got a pet lizard or a snake. A Love snake. Them. If you got a snake that wears a hat. A snake with a hat. <laughs> That's what we got to see. Kate loves a snake that wears a hat. I do. I really, really do. Anytime I can, this is like a little weird idiosyncrasy about myself. Anytime I come across somebody who says to me that they don't like snakes, I say, but have you seen a snake wearing a hat? And they're like, what? And then I have to Google it. And it's so cute. They've got like their little smiley face because it's just the way their mouths are. Their and mouths are. Got- and they got party hat. There's sombreros. There's cowboy hats. There's u- a top hat. There's a unicorn horn. Like I love the that world is snake. your oyster. Yes. <laughs> so Google that if you're feeling a little down. Yeah, if you got a and hamster, then, I mean, not 20 of them in cages, but... No. Perfect segue. Oh, I guess we should talk about this book. Why don't we talk about this book? Okay. Sp- speaking of book, you watched Hocus Pocus 2. <gasps> oh, yeah, I did watch Hocus <laughs> I did watch Hocus Pocus 2 last night. It was good. It had the girl from... Um, 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 gossip girl two, the new gossip girl the, oh. it's got because i'm watching it and i'm like that lead girl i recognize her from somewhere and so i had to google it and she was in the new gossip girl kind of cool but it was yes. like it was a little it was a little i will say it was a little cheesy but like it's kind of what you'd expect right yeah yeah like it course. was good for what it was i wasn't mm-hmm. disappointed nice love that book <laughs> okay 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 okay. let's talk about this book okay <laughs> all right are you ready to shop Rakuten's big give week is back get 15 percent back at hundreds of stores and it's all happening this week may 6th to may 13th It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. 
R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. And we're reading chapters 18 to 35. Bitches. And then she was gone. Then she was gone. I can't breathe for the first time. (laughs) Okay. All right, all right, all right. Kelly Clarkson, what up? Fuck. I'm surprised anybody listens at this one. <laughs> if you're still here. A, I just took a giant <laughs> swig of coffee and almost spit I saw it. Can I confirm? Oh okay. God. I mean, me too. Okay. What do you like? Like, why are you here? Why are you even here, honestly? Really? <laughs> okay my wife (laughs) my (laughs) wife oh my god that was the best I don't think I could have given that card to anybody but you to kill it my wife (laughs) we played cards against humanity on the weekend and we got a new pack well like for us the absurd pack yeah yeah and played with that it's oh that game is always so much more fun when you get new cards because you don't know right Mm -hmm. it's just like shocking yes yes okay Okay. we're starting on chapter 18 and here's the earth it's round and we're on (laughs) at 18 (laughs) (laughs) oh my god do we have some problems this morning or what are we over caffeinated maybe this maybe. is my first cup. This is my first cuppa. Same. Maybe because it's a three. maybe because it's a bank holiday. <laughs> it's a bank holiday. <laughs> We're British. Okay. Now okay. Paul is a still a good man. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone who's it's like British. a good it's and just... bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No, it's just bad. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Now we're actually starting. Oh my god. I'm shutting up. I'm shutting up. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Stop talking. (laughs) The rest of the podcast is just silence. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. With noises like this. And me just clearing my throat every so often and going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. Laurel is realizing that obviously Paul is still a great man, even though they haven't spoken since Ellie's funeral. She's kind of like missing him and wants to like hear his voice and maybe feel a little comfort from him. Um, of course, he answers and um, she's realizing how warm he is even still after all these years and um feeling his warmth again is realizing that that was something that she really despised during Ellie's disappearance because he was Mm -hmm. always trying to make sure everybody was okay kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, She proposes a joint birthday party for her and Hannah next week and like maybe everybody could get together and this takes him off guard. Um, Of course. Of course it is because like she's been years forevs and yeah. she's been like radio silence doesn't want to deal with anybody essentially or meet bonnie who he's yes. been with for years yes exactly <laughs> they tell each other that they've missed each other a lot he agrees and um she even apologizes for being a bitch all those years and 
he kind of warms her heart a little bit more by saying like he's always been hers and he always will be in a friend sense I think like I think that first and like loves where you have children and I don't think they ended on bad terms it was just the circumstance that they were in kind of thing they just grew apart yeah um of course she leaves a conversation like I need to ask everybody it was just a thought Mm -hmm. kind of bouncing it off of him before she starts going into everything planning planning yes um Hannah of course is pissed off when she asks about dinner um and she even says like you can invite whoever sent you the flowers and whatever and this is not she is not for that at all fucking Hannah I am sus I am Mm -hmm. sus yep she's like what flowers there's nothing I didn't even have flowers what are you talking about and then she finally says like no I bought them um myself and she even says like stop inventing boyfriends for me I'm not coming for dinner and then finally she says fine I'll meet you on Friday for dinner whatever I'm busy on my actual birthday or whatever whatever (laughs) whatever (laughs) Laurel knows that T is involved in her other plans this week she decides to go out with Floyd again and between dates this time she didn't have to brood because he texted her almost right away saying like that was the best date ever Poppy loves you um when can I see you again please say tomorrow all this like love bomby kind of stuff like he is obsessed yes Laurel invites him over for dinner winky winky Mm -hmm. and she then realizes like fuck I have no food I've just been like surviving off of whatever for the past however long she hasn't shopped for anybody in Mm -hmm. years she even says like I stopped cooking the day Ellie disappeared and pretty much Paul took over from there she feels like she's like might have overcommitted to something um but really she's just wants to like cook and fuck so whatever Uh, so instead she kind of to compensate she just buys the whole snack aisle which I mean good choice well she's like what do Americans like yes yes she's like max yeah so I'll just buy chips and salsa that will work right when she gets back to her apartment now she's like worried about the way it looks because it's just like dull and soulless um but she can't really um dwell on that too long because he texts her Floyd texts her and says sorry SJ bailed on babysitting can Poppy come or we can reschedule ick hate that Mm -hmm. um because then you like feel like oh well you have to like invite the child what are you gonna say no exactly let's reschedule (laughs) because that's obvious right of course she says come on over loved to like hang out with Poppy some more whatever um and he's like, okay, great. Be right there. Also, Poppy loves pictures of other people's family. So it's probably best that you put photos of Ellie, question mark. Why not the rest of your family? Anyways, away because she doesn't know. Hope that's okay. Awkward. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. 
Poppy and Floyd arrive. And again, Poppy's wearing like an outfit that seems weird to Laurel. I wrote down this quote because it just kind of like explained it all. But she says, quote, it screams of a lack of peer influence and a mother's touch. So it's just like that's given her a red flag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Poppy goes to the photos as Floyd said she would and asks about her kids. She's pushing about Jake's girlfriend, Blue saying it sounds like you don't like her and laurel kind of waits for floyd to to jump in and kind of rein poppy in but he does nothing so it's just this like weird vibe (laughs) i don't like that i've got the Uh, ick from them i hate their relationship (laughs) i know it's weird it's weird so then poppy call me a fish because i got the ick (laughs) what does that mean do fish get Uh ick yeah, it's called ick or whatever, and they like got like weird stuff all over their scales. What? Yeah, it's called <laughs> ick. Chantel's a fish. You'd Call be a cool fish. fish, though. You'd be like one of those tropical fish that are like uh, those black tropical fish. Yeah, with the big like, eyes and the uh, fins. They're like okay. Sorry. Okay. We should we should do a quick tropical fish Google and pick which fish each other would be. Yes, I think that would be great. Okay. Okay. So Poppy starts asking about Paul and what he's like and why they split up. Um, Laurel's kind of uncomfortable again. And Floyd again, does nothing. Um, He offers to open the champagne that Laurel had gotten for the two of them. Um, And then he ends up asking for another glass for Poppy, which was very weird. And Laurel was like, oh, right. That's the French way. But like she is nine, she shouldn't Hate be drinking for champagne. She's Hate not even gonna them. like it. Like yeah. she's nine, it's gonna I taste it. awful. <laughs> yeah. So they toast to SJ not coming to babysit, and also Poppy wearing her nice dress. And Laurel jumps on that opportunity to ask who takes her shopping. Um, and Poppy says that her dad does, and but that they mostly shop online, which is another red flag um and that she likes to look quote smart (laughs) which is weird for a Mm nine-year-old she asks about the homeschooling and whether she wishes she had kids to hang out with poppy says no um floyd explains how she's basically a 40 year old and poppy explains that kids her own age usually think she's a bitch there was like this whole thing about how she like rolls her eyes at them and stuff so it's like she is acting like a bitch and that little yeah. nine-year-old bitch mm-hmm. you're a little um, bitch you little bitch <laughs> and laurel instantly feels like poppy needs a mother and that laurel needs a child um she can't believe how similar poppy looks to ellie it's like this weird maternal thing she's got going on she asked poppy if she'd like to go shopping with her someday and poppy seems very excited and says yes uh later on the next day laurel's at work she woke up that morning and she felt really unsettled in her apartment after that weird evening which is like girl yeah. listen to your instincts something's weird something yeah. weird um she feels there's something off with floyd and poppy quote this is what she says about poppy she is cleverer than she needs to be but also not as clever as she thinks and i thought that was like sum that up pretty good mm-hmm. um she kind of felt like she was the third wheel with them which I totally got that vibe too like mm-hmm. they I were hated all... it it's gross because it's a father and a child yes. like you, they should have like a good dynamic and get along but you shouldn't feel like a third wheel like no. when you're on a date 
that's it. weird hate it all right so she chats at she chats it out with her coworker helen who kind of minimizes the issue and has laurel looking forward to seeing floyd again there was like a whole dynamic but i'm not even gonna go into it um, laurel spends the entire weekend at floyd's house she calls Hannah on Monday and asks if she'd mind that she brings her new boyfriend to dinner. Um, Hannah seems kind of annoyed about this, and then she relents. <laughs> Hannah's just annoyed about everything. Um, and she invites Floyd, who says yes, and then Poppy and Matt make, and then she makes a reservation for dinner. It's oh. Laurel's birthday today. She got flowers from Floyd. And it even has some of the same flowers that Paul would always get for her because her name's Laurel, like Mm -hmm. the flower, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Mm -hmm. Which is, I guess it would be a coincidence. Like her name is Laurel. But anyways, we find out the similarities. Oh, you think that's not a coincidence? Well, like it could not be. I think she's like tried to brush it off. Like, oh, that's like whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I think it, it it isn't a coincidence. Everything about Floyd is calculated, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. But later we find out that Laura, Floyd and Paul are very, very similar. Okay. So Floyd takes her out for dinner that night. Laurel is, they, um, she suggests to go into town because she knows that apparently that's where Hannah is going. So she's trying to spy Hannah, but no luck yet, at least. Um. She asks when his birthday is, and he says approximately July 31st, which yeah, that's weird. Is weird. And then he explains to hit her that things were a bit chaotic when he got born. <laughs> that was a Rickyism. <laughs> Sorry. He's born. Um, he got born. Um, and his mom was only 14 and his dad was only 16 um they were homeless at the time and um he was born in a public toilet (laughs) they then took him to the hospital and peaced out left him there um i seems like they feel like they made a mistake the mom and dad and they were trying to get him back after um Mm -hmm. for like a year and finally he they were um floyd did get put back in his their care as he was growing up he would always be threatened if he like acted out at all that they would take him back and leave him at the hospital again which is not great yeah that's like a parenting 101 no do not do that <laughs> don't don't threaten to re-traumatize your child no no um laurel's feeling like this is maybe like kinsmith like another person with a terrible story how many other stories have she missed while she was being all consumed by hers and like mm-hmm. all of this and there's like a sad and dark part of him that she wants to know more about and like mother I think um they go back to Floyd and of course SJ is there um he goes to the bathroom and he's she is left alone with SJ and she admits that she's a little bit tipsy. Um, she asks if SJ is going to stay over and she says that, no, I'd rather sleep in my own bed. Plus, I work in the morning. Laurel asks, what does she do for work? And she does like a little bit of this and a little that babysitting, dog walking. And she's a life drawing model, which means she's poses nude. And yes. 
and Laurel asks about this and that in turn um, provokes a bit of a rant from SJ and she says that there's no shame in nudity. Laurel agrees and says, again, great point. And she says that SJ then says that nobody thinks about anything properly, which, okay, (laughs) all right, go off, sis. You Mm -hmm. do you. Mm -hmm. And then SJ asks a question or more of a, a statement, I guess. Your daughter was Ellie Mack. I googled about you and I've read everything about it. That's something you would do but not tell somebody. No. You know never. what I mean? Like you'd be never. Like- <laughs> never. Okay. She's been on the World Wide Web about it and she's kind of sad and she's even says like, "Well, she was really pretty and don't you think she looks a lot like Poppy?" Hello. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. And Laurel tries to brush it off and she's like, no, yeah, they do. <laughs> SJ notices. That's yes. weird. That's Even weird. SJ's sus. Laurel goes and visits Ruby, her mama. The last time that she visited her, she was happy and asking about Floyd, but this time she's back to her hollow self. She ends up saying to Laurel, quote, I think there's not much time for me now, end quote. And I had a little side note here where I had wondered if someone says this to you like IRL, mm-hmm. do you, what do you think is the best way to support them? Is it to listen and agree or to tell them otherwise? Because mm. I don't know. Tricky. That is hard and tricky, but I don't. I know in my situation, all I would do Mm -hmm. is listen. I don't think Mm -hmm. I would agree or anything. I'd just listen and leave it at that. I I feel like just having someone feel heard in those moments is probably the best. Because I feel like your initial response would always say that, but it's like they're old. And if Mm -hmm. they're ready to go, don't tell them no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, Bowie's in here yelling now. <laughs> all right um so she tells her that now she tells her now that laurel is happy she can go laurel asks if she was hanging on for her and she says yes this kind of makes laurel shed a tear that is pretty sad um so then she takes poppy shopping they're chatting in the car on the ride there um she, there's this weird exchange between poppy and laurel about her mom and how her mom doesn't exist essentially uh, it's awkward and weird. Um, if Puppy I don't tells- see it, it doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> um, Puppy also tells Laurel she hated her mom. She was mean and ugly and neglectful and that she smelled of chips, which I'm thinking, aka cooking oil. Mm-hmm. And then this mm-hmm. was where I was like, did Noelle want a baby so bad that she kidnapped Ellie so that Ellie could have the baby for her? Yes. Oh yes. my god. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Yes. Yeah. And Poppy's mom also had red hair. So it's like, okay. <laughs> Laurel asks if her dad seems happier now than before. And Poppy launches into this whole idea that humans are around for absolutely no reason, which is absolutely bizarre. Um, Laurel asks how she gets along with SJ's mom because she's just like trying to get to know Poppy, but also like get the deets. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poppy says that her SJ's mom's name is Kate Virtue and that 
she's fine they get along fine but then goes into another little rant about how opposite her and SJ are so interesting um Laurel has a moment where she kind of envisions Poppy as Ellie and it's sort of weird Poppy asks her if she thinks that her family will like her at this birthday dinner and Laurel says she's surprised that Poppy cares and Poppy says she doesn't care and that she's interested and those two things are very different well sorry (laughs) um and then they go to the mall and Laurel picks out an outfit for Poppy because of course Poppy wanted her like classic staunch stuff and uh Laurel ends up dressing Poppy up in an outfit that is something identical to what Ellie would wear which is weird yeah um Poppy then decides that she likes the outfit and but also that Laurel needs to try out something new too and she says she needs something squishy Ooh. (laughs) all right so now we're at the Friday night family dinner and she is picking up Hannah but she's dressed in her new digs that Poppy just picked out for her and Hannah mm -hmm, and Hannah even remarks on how great she looks and she replies with Ellie helped me pick this out oh I mean Poppy oops (laughs) so at dinner um, everybody's meeting and we find out this is another little strange note that Paul and Floyd are dressed like almost exactly the same like they have the same socks on it's weird and everybody's noticing um does that happen yeah maybe with like best friends when you know you have the same items and stuff right or like you know say like you and I like to shop at I don't know we might have the same item at some point but when they're two total strangers Mm -hmm. no the same socks (laughs) yeah no Floyd I think is calculating I think he is up to no good Okay. Um, everybody's there, including Jake and Blue, and it's very obvious to um, Laurel that Blue does not want to be there at all. Um, Poppy does like a very quick kind of speech, and it's super awkward. Paul even sh- shoots Laurel like their "what the fuck" kind of look. Um, Paul even gives Laurel a gift. It's a book called "The Goldfinch" by Donna Tart, which I've been wanting to read. Um, I can picture the cover in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Does it have a goldfinch on it? Mm, Something like that. (laughs) It's cool, like writing. It's that, like, cool, like. And it's like ripped. And yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's a movie too now. But anyway. Yes. It turns out that Poppy has also read the book. But in fact, she also reads two books a week, which I mean, like, show off much, but whatever girl's got to read well I mean that's all she's doing she doesn't even go to school true she does not go to school but still just show off some more why don't you but but this um makes Paul and Laurel kind of start thinking about Ellie because apparently Ellie also wrote read two books of (laughs) beep beep I'm writing this book um um, Ellie also read two books of wheat two books a week and (laughs) felt felt kind of the same as Poppy does in the fact that they find that the book is real life and that real life quote unquote is a dream so 
they're kind of on the same level that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, As they're leaving, Paul and Laurel are chatting and Paul acknowledges the eerie similarities between Ellie and Poppy. And he even says that you found yourself a lookalike family. Uh, this is all meant to be joking, but he also they also make a comment saying that there's still plenty of time for Floyd to prove that he's a psychopath. Foreshadow, foreshadow. Yes. Listen to Paul. Listen to Paul. Listen Paul to Paul. Like the voice of reason for all of mm-hmm. this. He's but the voice could... of reason. Yes, <laughs> the voice of reason. But I could also eat my hat later. I don't know. What if Paul's watch orchestrating she's... it all? Yeah, watch. Fox. He's the one. Yeah. I really this time though, I really don't feel like Paul involved. Well, I don't know. I don't trust anybody at this point. I know. Well, especially don't trust me. <laughs> I got bad instincts when it comes to book characters. It's because I can't read their body language. No. I just, I think the cynical part of me is just like, don't trust anybody. Yeah, true. Nobody. Not even no blue. One. Maybe it's blue. Honestly, okay. maybe. In her sixth sense. But... Okay, Laurel is heading over to her friends for lunch. Um, Floyd doesn't want her to leave. And he ends up expressing to her that he is coming close to the can't live without you zone. And this makes Laurel pause. Uh -uh. um he thinks he's kind of blown it she explains that she's a bit of a cynic in regards to matters of the heart um and she just like pieces out bye uh she's thinking about how she really wanted floyd to feel that way but now that he does she's not sure which i feel like is kind of i don't know i feel like that's typical but also like i think she knows something weird yes yeah Mm -hmm. Um, she wonders why he wants her, blah, 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 like lame. Well, not lame, but like, you know, self-doubt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's about to real, she's about to leave when she realizes that she forgot her birthday gift. So she goes back in to get them and passes the door and the mail comes in and on top is a letter addressed to quote, Miss Noel Donnelly. And this sounds so familiar to her. She's like, how do I know this name? She realizes then that Noelle must be Poppy's mom. So she's like, interesting, cool. So she goes for her lunch. She has a wonderful time. Her friends are so happy for her. And they can, they tell her that they can see and feel a difference in her. And Laurel feels this too. Um, She ends up going back to Floyd's. And the letter is on the console table with a return to sender not known at this address written on it. And she thinks she's still like, this name is familiar. Like, I know this name. So what does she do? She brings up the letter to Floyd. And he oh, Floydy. Floydy, Floyd. He Floyd, tells Floyd. her that Noelle is Poppy's mother. And she asks what she did for work and finds out that she was a tutor. And this is when Laurel puts it all together that Noelle was Ellie's tutor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so laurel calls hannah the next day to be like whoa what a weird coincidence you'll never believe this such a small world and hannah is like uh no just so you know the ellie did not like noelle she found her weird and creepy and laurel's like what like she had no idea and then within this conversation we find out that hannah and laurel used to compete for ellie's attention 
which is absolutely mm-hmm. bizarre, like an mm-hmm. insane family dynamic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And interesting to note, she's still on the phone with Hannah. Hannah thanks her for the evening before. She says it was the first brave thing since Ellie. And Laurel says that she has Floyd to thank for this and for her courage. But Anna says, no, it's all her. Do-. Hannah says, no, it's all her doing. Um, and then she tells Laurel that she approves of Floyd. And Laurel feels that coming from Hannah, it's, quote, praise indeed. oh dear laurel is back at like her own house and floyd (laughs) is calling her and this is the first time she's starting to feel a little irritated by him she is just not wanting i think she's starting to get the vibes like this is not good um but during their conversation jake calls but it's not his usual night um so she's worried there's something could be wrong Um, When she answers the phone, it's actually blue and she needs to tell her something um, just so at least it's out there. And she said something, I think, is what her like motive is here. Yes. But essentially she's on her. It's sitting heavy on her heart. Yes. Yeah. And she just needs to tell somebody. At least I've said something. Oh, I'd feel the same. I feel the same as blue. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I got to say something. Yeah. Yeah, but it's awkward because they don't, they're not like best friends. No, they're not on great terms. And she um, recognizes that first and says like, I know we're not on great terms, but your boyfriend is giving me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. She tells Laurel that his aura is all wrong and that according to her sixth sense, um, she's just not getting a good feeling from him. Wouldn't it be um, weird if you could see auras mm, and like mm-hmm. imagine you're just walking downtown and you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> like that's not good. Or like imagine yeah. you were walking and you saw like two people and one of their auras is really off and you like you'd want to be like just so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's a little note. Yeah. Um Laurel is not entertained by any of this. Um, she essentially tells her to like fuck off and put jake on the phone um she warns her just so you know jake agrees with me um mm-hmm. and when he is on the phone he does indeed indeed agree with her and at this point laurel snaps at him and tells him you just go off whatever vibe blue told you to have you're her lap dog she's just essentially so ruthless in this moment and kind of ends the conversation with laurel telling jake to tell blue to shove it up her ass essentially woof that's a biggie yeah a lot to unpack there i'm sure that's probably the first time he's probably ever heard anything like that from his mom and like yeah anyways they he wouldn't have had any attention in his old like growing up because of ellie anyways right yeah um, so back at Floyd's, she's a surprise to see SJ there. Um, apparently she had had a fight, fight with her mom. Um, why? because, <laughs> because, oh, I'll tell you why. It's because her, her mother doesn't like her new 49 year old boyfriend who is also in a long-term relationships with somebody who he has four kids with, with the youngest being eight. Oh, cool. 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 Yeah, good yeah, 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 yeah. Good life choice. <laughs> get it sj no yes. no <laughs> um after she admits to this um 
Floyd just says, I, you know how I feel, which in turns, um, SJ starts to run out of the house. This is weird because then Floyd almost tries to, I would say like almost encourage her being like, well, I know you're interested. So why don't you go and see what's, what's up? Like you go get the yeah, scoop like yourself. Telling her to go mother, like go exactly. mother her. Yeah. Why so, is he doing that? <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is he doing that? Because he wants her to be the mother to friggin' Poppy and her his kids and shit. It's weird. Yeah. So Laurel does just that and takes the opportunity to mother SJ a bit and opens up to her and tells her that she had an affair with a mar- an affair with a married man once. Um, but she needs to think about other people's lives that are involved as well so there's kids his partner school blah 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 because we find out that it's actually her life drawing teacher or sorry the life drawing teacher at the school she works at that she's in love with quote unquote apparently she's his muse Uh, all the things (laughs) i hate it yeah i hate it that's mm-hmm. predatory. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Not good no. at all. That's a pedo. Jeez. Yeah, that is that is pedo status. Okay. <laughs> so then in turn, SJ asks some questions and asks about, um, asks if her children were sad when her and Paul divorced. Um, this gets Laurel reflecting and she realizes that her children hate her still. Mm-hmm. Ugh. This is also very strange. SJ takes the opportunity to tell her right now that she's been reading a lot about Ellie. And in fact, she also has a theory. Oh, man. (laughs) Asks Laurel, have you ever wondered about her rucksack? Why, if she had it for years, were the same things that she went missing with in there? Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. And also... Yes, exactly. Laurel has had this thought, but she kind of like pushes it away. I think it doesn't Mm -hmm. help her little story that she's made Mm -hmm. for Ellie's Mm -hmm. disappearance and subsequent murder. Um, So at this point, she's like that stuff. And like, you know, um, you know, that's kind of strange, but also like her mom is really strange too. You know that, right? Like Poppy's mom is really weird, right? And then psych Floyd walks in, interrupts the combo. Story done. No Dang more it. cues. Dang mm-hmm. it. I would hate that if I were Laurel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, can you just fuck off for 10 more minutes? <laughs> I got to hear Love the rest bye. of the story. <laughs> yeah. Put your earmuffs on. <laughs> la, 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 Go la, outside. La. Okay. Um... So Laurel wakes up at Floyd's and she has this overwhelming feeling that she wants to go home. Can't blame her. That would Mm -hmm. be an unsettling combo she just had with SJ. Mm -hmm. So she goes down to the kitchen to see Floyd and Poppy at the table. And as she leaves, he invites her back for dinner. Laurel goes home and pulls out her Ellie box, which I guess is like a box of belongings that she's compartmentalized Mm -hmm. and put away literally literally um, <laughs> and she finds ellie's journals which she has read before but she's flipping through them with the new purpose 
So what she's looking for is um, anything about Noelle. She reads about Theo and Ellie, and then she starts reading about the tutor. She notices how on the notes about the tutor, she says that she was giving her gifts, and then suddenly the dialogue shifted, and Ellie said, quote, think I'm over this now. She really freaks me out sometimes. She's so intense, and she smells. I'm going to ask mom to cancel her. I can do this by myself. Don't need bunny boilers in my life, end quote. No bunny Which, boilers here. I didn't know what a bunny boiler was. Did you? No, I had no idea. Yeah, I had to look it up. So tell me what it is. A bunny boiler is a woman who acts vengefully after having been spurned by her lover. So just someone who's out to get you back. Get you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get, get you back. Get you, get you. What's that I'm song? Get you good. It's like I've a Shania Twain song. I'm gonna sure. get you, get you, get you. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right. So she can't figure it out. Was Noelle obsessed with Ellie? Did she belittle Ellie? What? Mm-hmm. She puts the box away. At dinner, Laurel asks Lloyd to tell her about Noelle. And she learns that, well, she actually tells Floyd what Ellie had called her in her journal. And Floyd is like, yeah, that makes sense. She was really needy and intense. And then story we find out, out the story checks out that noelle was a fan of floyd's aka a math groupie which is very weird okay okay um floyd tells her about how he didn't even really like her but he felt bad for her and then noelle got pregnant and then she left poppy on his doorstep but now poppy has laurel so it's all good right and then there's a, I just finished it off with writing a quote because I thought it kind of encapsulated it all, but she, she, it says she finds she's lost her appetite, but she doesn't know why. Um, excuse me. I'll tell you why, bitch. Probably get get out of there, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get out of there, bitch. Run. That, that TikTok. Oh yeah. That, run. Run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should be Laurel. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So now Laurel has her stocking hat on and she follows. <laughs> I'm just remembering about last time. Stocking like ALK, not stocking yes. like a, no. like a sock. Pantyhose. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Um, so she's followed SJ to work because she's at the college today and finally finds her, takes her to lunch because she wants the deets on what she was going to say about Ellie and Poppy's mom. Get it, girl. Yes. So she tells, um, SJ tells Laurel that she was always a bit strange and a bit freaky and that she always acted like she hated SJ and always made remarks about her behavior and it would never call me by my name. Um, she would always just call me the girl. Um, and Rude. yes, <laughs> she kind of sums up that little um, part about noel as she was just like a fucking vile woman um to a child yes yes Um, she then starts talking about poppy and sj opens up and tells laurel that she didn't even believe that poppy was real she felt like a robot slash alien baby which is interesting um and that sj doesn't even believe that noelle had given birth to poppy say what excuse me (laughs) baking powder okay what does that mean Uh, excuse me beg your pardon 
baking powder? Excuse me, baking powder? I don't know. It oh, just like rhymes. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just think of that song, the baking soda. <laughs> Do you know that one? Never baking heard that. Soda. <laughs> Never heard that. I'll one. send it to you. I'll send okay. It to okay. <laughs> okay. Um. She SJ's always been terrified of Noel. Um. But there was this one event that she remembers. She does preface this before she starts telling uh, Laurel what she saw and what this event was that she doesn't know if it was real because during this time she was prone to some outbursts of insanity, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. And she was pretty fucked up, essentially. Um, But one day she saw Noelle in her dad's room and she was naked, but there was no month no bump and she was supposed to be eight months pregnant at this time that's a little weird yes and that and then (laughs) poppy was born three weeks later interesting and then after that sj doesn't meet um poppy until she's about one years old which is also interesting very strange very strange all right, part three. And OMG, we get a Noel chapter. <laughs> Tell us all about it. I think that we're going to start finding some shit out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, we're dancing. You guys can't see it. It's really bad. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. It is. So, it starts off with Noel introducing herself, and then she says she's done something bad. Uh, yeah, you think? So we find out that Noelle had kind of a shitty childhood. Her parents were super strict. She had a sister who died when she was eight years old, the sister. Um, she, she like lived in a villa on the hill and her parents would sometimes take in orphans, which is kind of just like setting this up. It also says that they were known as like the clever family. So academic mm-hmm. success was very important. Um, so it's not like she had a shitty childhood. She mm-hmm. had... Uh, like privilege and everything she just didn't have I guess what she wanted like Mm -hmm. love from her parents or whatever yes yeah um she always felt like she was less than Michaela who was the sister that died of cancer and they all thought it was a cold um she got a degree in mathematics and a PhD in applied mathematics she thought she'd work in the financial sector but it wasn't for her she ends up living in a fancy neighborhood and works for a magazine. But after three years, she's let go. Um, and she really didn't realize that she lived this fancy life until she didn't, which is just reeks of privilege, just reeks yes. of it. Yes, yes. So she, I, I mean, I feel like if Noelle was speaking, she would have a really whiny voice and I would hate it. Oh, you don't want to be my daughter. Ugh, right? Thank you, my daughter. Right. Well, that's like a witch. I was listening <laughs> to a podcast, though. I was listening to a podcast recently, and it was this girl who was telling a pretty sad story, but it wasn't like, very, like <laughs> she was really privileged. But I had to turn it off because she was whining, like just uh, whining. I'm like, you're uh, fucking 50. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's how I feel like no, no owl would sound. I think so too. Um, 
she decided to retrain as a teacher, but she never had her own class because she lost her nerve. Um, at the age of 30, she decides to become a tutor. And we also find out that she's still a virgin. Um, one day she reads a book called Bad at Maths and she loves it. Even though she couldn't comprehend how people could be bad at math, this book kind of like put that in focus for her. And it was a book she actually enjoyed to read because she doesn't like to read. Um, and then that's when she saw you, who I'm guessing is Floyd. Floydy Floyd. Um, she remembers when she first met Floyd. She was 41 and went to some math conference. She dressed up for him. She goes to him to get her book signed. They chat. He says he lives in North London and Noelle pretends she didn't know that. Um, and then it turns out that they live very close to one another. And she actually did not know that. And so then Floyd says, quote, maybe our paths will cross again then. And two weeks later, they do. Because she went out of her way. Yeah, because she <laughs> yeah. deliberately made it happen. Yes, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> of course, she upped her outings. Um, essentially, anything to be able to go past um late mere road which is where floyd lived um and of course one evening there he is at the corner store um she was surprised because he was able to keep the conversation rolling with her whereas most people are like ah well i better get going Mm -hmm. um because she sounds fucking weird yes yes (laughs) She was trying to help him solve some sort of serial dilemma he was having because he explains to her that he was recently separated and doesn't know what to buy his daughter for breakfast. Um, and that's that conversation. Of course, they bumped into each other again a few more times. And then this last time they've bump into each other they get a good conversation rolling again and he invites her out for dinner at that same restaurant that him and laurel went to at the beginning that too that and poppy go to and, and him and poppy go to as well that three-star icky place that they're like oh, i don't know about that that no place. paul said he doesn't know about that yeah paul is like no don't know about that mm-hmm. okay Um, And then at the end of this little chapter, she wants to make sure that everybody's got the record straight. And she says, yes, you invited me. I know that you will twist this fact. You started this. Then you invited me over. I'm wanting to set the record straight. What is the straight record? He wants all he wanted was her booty, I guess. (sighs) Okay. And that he wanted her and he's probably being like, ew, no, I don't Oh, want yeah. Her. Yes. I mean, like, does this mean that Noelle's still alive? Or are mm-hmm. these in the past? In the past does. In the past. In the past like, tense. Her journal. Because she's writing to someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. all of the other chapters are not. She's in the past tense that are out there. Those tents in the back. In the right. Those, they're, they're in tents. Yeah. So maybe this is like a journal or something that somebody finds or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Noelle first meets at SJ a year after her and Floyd had been hanging out. Um, It seems that suddenly Kate got a new job. And so SJ was spending more time at Floyd's. Um, Floyd knew she didn't like little girls. She thought that they were judgy and she thought SJ looked creepy. So right from the get go, she's being a bitch. Bad Um, foot. Bad start. Yeah. Bad vibes. 
So lo and behold, she tries to shake SJ's hand and she ran from the room crying, probably because Noelle's giving off all these weird fucking vibes and then tries to touch her. And so then she suddenly feels like a monster and she looks in the mirror and she feels ugly and she realizes later she shouldn't have taken it personally, but she did it at the time and hence treated SJ like absolute fucking shit. She took on a child's reaction personally as Mm -hmm. a 40 something year old woman. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's concerned. Um, We find out that uh, SJ was really difficult. She was prone to tantrums and she was just a child that struggled. Um, And she hated Kate as a co-parent. And I wrote this down. I don't know if I read it wrong or what, but it was, quote, wanted to slice her in half. So I did just like a weird thing, but I'm pretty Mm. sure Kate's still alive. So it's just like, I don't get that. Um, And then one night, Floyd allegedly turns to Noelle in bed and says, maybe if you and I had a child, maybe it would like me. Mm. Sounds like a moment of weakness, but like, you shouldn't say that if you don't mean it. True. Very true. Okay, now we're back in present day. Um, Laurel goes to Hannah's to clean like hell today, and there's no flowers either. Um, but we find out that Laurel no longer cares about her daughter's love life, whatever, whoever she'll tell Hannah will tell Laurel when she's ready, which I need to make a note that that is the most logical thought in this book so far <laughs> finally finally flip because all all she cares about right now is figuring out what to do with all of this new information that she just learned from sj so she's doing a leave Googling. floyd leave floyd just go <laughs> run <laughs> yeah run run <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, so she does a little googly, and there's zilch on Noel. There's nothing there. Um, so she then decides to call the number that she does have for Noel, but an Irish man answers, and he ha, confirms. Ha, I don't know how, what an Irish accent is. Blimey, blimey, hello, blimey. no, blimey, <laughs> no, that hello. Was- Hello, hello. <laughs> no. Hello, hey, hey, hey. Blimey, that was my auntie. They don't no. answer the phone like blimey. <laughs> I think they blimey. Do. What blimey. I want? <laughs> Who's this? I'm, I'm, I'm Irish. I'm Irish. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the Irish man on the phone confirms that Noel was his auntie. But nobody knows where she is. So she naturally, don't. naturally, Laurel just invites herself over to get the deeds. <laughs> As you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, by the way, just so you know whose house you're coming to, my name is Joshua Donnelly. So, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, She's like, stranger danger? What's that? Never heard, heard of her. her. Stranger? <laughs> never heard of her. Danger? <laughs> who's that? Okay. <laughs> On the way there, she realizes that she's very familiar with the um, area because of all the CC or the only CCTV footage they had of Ellie. Um, 
And then Joshua invites her in and he explains that it's just him and his brother that are living there right now and that the family just absorbed this property and nobody knows what happened to her. Um, And nobody's met her, like none of the cousins have met her. And he kind of like likens her to a ghost in the family. Literally all of her stuff is still there, like all of her clothes pretty much nothing has been touched apparently um he explains that she was supposed to be coming to ireland and she had even packed bags with some clothes her passport credit cards and some important photos but never arrived and the passport wasn't used and neither were her cards so that's all they really know on their end about noel um Laurel explains to him that her daughter also disappeared and it was just in this area over there. Like she even like points out the window um, in the year 2005. Um, She also asks if they have ever met Poppy and he says, nope, nobody's met her either. And Floyd has made it very clear that they are not wanted in Poppy's life. Oh, Joshua then starts wondering if their mysteries are connected or something and like why is she here like he's trying to like figure out what's going on like why Mm. are you interested Um, and that he found something strange in the basement Mm. he does warn her and says like you know this is how a scary movie starts if you want to text somebody to tell you where we where you are whatever and she's like no whatever I trust you she also like doesn't have anybody to text this is true this is <laughs> like, true all of her anybody that her. would care yeah <laughs> yeah they'd be like finally just going yeah. to somebody's random basement Fuck. they're like can you just keep going into basements forever yeah <laughs> until you don't Any, come out <laughs> anyone any basement <laughs> to keep knocking on doors until you find that <laughs> serial killer okay so in the basement what is there but a whole apartment downstairs Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. with cages and cages of hamsters not just one I think they said like 20 which is too many that's too much that's too too many that's like a whole wall's worth yes that's too many hamsters weird that's Mm -hmm. a lot of hamsters yes Laurel is completely icked by the room like she is not she's got that many hamsters how do you buy that? Like, do you go and say, hey, can I have 20 hamsters? Like, do you just I go separately to different 20 places? Times or like maybe get like five? Yeah. Like I feel two. like anything more than two is a lot of hamsters. Yes, that is a lot of hamsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why do you need them all? Mm-mm, I don't know. I got to find out about those hamsters. It's weird. It's, it is really weird. Hopefully we find out about them. Mm-hmm. Um, Laurel starts noticing some peculiar things about the room, like the three locks on the door, which, why do you need three That's locks weird. on an inside door? Hate that. Gotta keep all um, those hamsters in the room. Well, heaven forbid, one of them escapes <laughs> from their cage, figures out how to open a lock, let alone Jeez. three. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, and then... As she's getting ready to leave the room because she hates the room feeling, the vibe in there is bad. Something catches her eye under the bed and it's a watermelon lip balm. 
and it feels mm. like it belongs to her somehow as you know she has these feelings which I don't know why she like brushed off um blue so much mm-hmm. if she's like mm, get your sixth sense away from me bitch mm-hmm. anyways mm-hmm. sorry so mm-hmm. um she gets home and then she pulls out all of Ellie's things and she realizes that the watermelon lip balm forms a set with what Ellie had left in her room dang mm-hmm. here's a question though why would you keep lip balms if you're bringing all of your daughter's belongings into one box I feel like it could have been something else more like concrete being like this is definitely hers like this diary or something I don't know something yeah more than just like a lip balm yeah but maybe the box is really big like maybe it's one of those like full under bed boxes maybe just like a king size bed worth of stuff it's one of those beds that are on a hinge that you just yeah, take a lip <laughs> There's the lip gloss. Okay. So we find out. Noelle didn't think she'd get pregnant. And when she did, she wasn't sure she actually wanted a baby. And when she told Floyd, he wasn't unhappy? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> yes. Excellent place to start. Um, he asks her if she wants to keep it. He tells her that he can't ask her to live with him and she thinks that he'll change his mind once the baby is born he won't <laughs> it's all good though um they go for an ultrasound noelle is 10 weeks along she thinks that floyd was excited to be there and to hear the heartbeat and see the baby but there is no heartbeat and floyd sighs and noelle takes this personally as like he's disappointed in her for not even being able to like keep a baby alive so after that, Floyd tells them that this is the perfect chance for them to walk away from each other, but Noelle decides to stick around. Floyd started using condoms in one night. Two years later, he ran out. That's a long fucking time to like mm-hmm. let someone that you don't really like stick around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, do you really not have any other options? Not Especially healthy. if you just want to bang. Like you could pay someone to do that. This is and true. that could be the transaction. There would be no problems mm-hmm. <laughs> okay anyway two years later and she gets pregnant and then mm-hmm. she has a miscarriage and she never tells Floyd about this um it was the same day that she had her miscarriage that she meets Ellie Mac and she thinks that Ellie is a spoiled girl but she also really likes Ellie and when she goes home that night she doesn't think about Floyd at all at all but she can't stop thinking about Ellie and she becomes obsessed. Capital obsessed. Uh-huh. With a stocking hat. Be obsessive. Be, be, be obsessive. obsessive. No, don't. <laughs> don't. No, don't. Don't no, no, be no, no, no. obsessive. Don't, don't be please. obsessive. <laughs> All right. So now we're back in present day again. Laurel's visiting her mom and she lets her know that about the birthday party um, and how well it went and that they even toasted to her at the party. Um, She tells her that she met Bonnie and tells her mom how happy her and Floyd are, but she's not really being truthful. She's just kind of doing that for her mom's sake. Mm -hmm. She's already been through a lot. Um, As she goes to leave, um, Ruby tells her that 
she won't see her again. This is the last time they're going to see each other. And they have like a really nice, like kind of goodbye. Like Laurel says, I'll see you on Wednesday or whatever day of the week they visit each other. I'll see you on blah, blah day. And I love you. You're the best mom, just in case, blah, 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 all these things, which was really sweet. Um, And then Laurel goes to her car and she allows herself to have a little bit of a moment to cry and shed a tear because she knows that her mom is right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the only person she realizes, though, in this moment, the only person she wants to talk to is Paul, but she does not call him. She had crushed on girls before. It was the nice girls at the magazine who seemed to have everything perfectly in place. Um, she called these girls the golden girls in her mind. Um, Noelle was protective of her antisocial persona. On one hand, I wanted to be like these golden girls. On the other, I felt far superior to them. So that's, <laughs> that is interesting. Ellie was possibly the most goldest girl ever for her. (laughs) Um, Noelle had met Theo uh, once and thought that he was a golden boy and thought of the the children that they would make together. Uh -uh. Creepy and weird. And Uh I don't know. Thinking about that. Noelle pictured her on a train with Ellie to take her to her test that she was studying for, why she had a tutor. She pictured herself showing up on the doorstep with a balloon and a bottle of champagne, having Ellie and Laurel thank her profusely. She had all of this, like, imagery that she thought would happen out of this tutoring thing. And then she got the phone call from Laurel. Laurel. Mm -hmm. So for the first couple of weeks, she resented Ellie. She was, like, mad at her. And then she became nostalgic. And then she started stalking her. She would watch her at school. She would be in that cafe on the corner and like, wait to see Ellie. And it was very creepy. So finally, one day she decided to approach her and she saw for the first few seconds in Ellie's face that she could not place her. She did not know who she was. And this Mm. was bad for Noelle. She was pissed. But then she was nice. Ellie was nice to her. And Noelle says, quote, but it was too late. She had completely failed to verify my existence, end quote. So we're back with Laurel and Floyd and Poppy is serving them dinner, which is, which is weird. Poppy is like doing the full show. Like she is wearing like an apron. Yes. She is like fully living the fantasy of being a waitress. Yes. Okay. But it's like, is this her fucked up way of just getting involved in their date? I'm assuming so. Yes. Because it's like, sounds like a romantic date for two. Yes. And (laughs) Poppy's doing this. Like, it's weird. Yes. It's weird. Okay. So during their dinner, Laurel's wondering if maybe she's all wrong about these weird coincidences and like, are they real or do they prove anything? Like, why would this man even invite me into his life if he was involved in Ellie's disappearance somehow? Like, good question. Mm-hmm. That yes, is valid. Very good question. I wonder mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, so then, of course, she stays the night. And then the next day, he's got somewhere to be. 
which apparently is his financial advisor on a Saturday, which also gives Laurel some pause too. Mm -hmm. And like, didn't we learn anything from our last book here? Like, did she not read wrong place, wrong time? Like, (laughs) hello. About what? Financial advisors? Well, like lying where you're going. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, Floyd asks Laurel to watch Poppy while he's gone. Of course. Um, Laurel says, I'd love to. Let's go for cake. Hell yeah. And she even gives um, Poppy a little kiss on the head. And she smells like Ellie, which is Weird. interesting. Yeah they go to the cafe at the corner of noelle's road which is interesting and Mm -hmm. then she starts asking poppy questions and she doesn't feel bad that she's colluding with she had an ulterior motive Mm -hmm. yes she does yes she says did you know that you used to live over there on that road (laughs) I went to your old house the other day and I talked with your cousins. You have lots of them in Ireland. Um, Poppy is adamant. Nope, nope, nope. I don't. I don't know any of these people. Laurel responds back with, no, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Um, She says, you see, I know I knew your mom a long time ago. And when I heard she disappeared, I wanted to talk to your cousins to find out what happened. And he doesn't even know where she went either. And um, he explained to me that you have a cousin named Clara Clara, that he thinks that you would love. Like you're the same age and you guys have the same interests. Like she's trying to like use this as a a point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And this does pique Poppy's interest because of course she's obsessed with other people's families. Mm -hmm. And Laurel suggests that they could go and say hello if she wanted hmm. um and poppy's like i don't know and then she's like well maybe like i don't have to tell my dad that i went and saw them like mm-hmm. if you think that it would be not mm-hmm. a good idea to talk to him about it mm-hmm. so of course they go and of course, Joshua and his brother are excited to see her. They're there and they're like, wow, Poppy, this is amazing. Like, so happy to see you. And they show her her old room, which she remembers. Mm-hmm. She remembers the wallpaper and everything. And then they're like, come see this. Because they think the hamsters were hers or something, I'm thinking. right? And Poppy refuses to go over the threshold of the basement why she she will not because her mother refused her to go down there she was not allowed forbidden big scary monster down there interesting and so this would have been this is interesting because she would have remembered this and she was Mm -hmm. dropped off at floyd's apparently allegedly Mm -hmm. when she was four years old Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah a long time yeah that's a long time to keep somebody captive down there mm-hmm. she is clearly upset and is leaving on her own she's like i'm out of here bye-bye Got poppy mm-hmm. um and then as she's leaving her cousins are like wait do you remember like having a pet or like your pet hamsters and she's just like nope goodbye i'm on my way out the door 
Peace. Ooh. Hate it. Ooh. Yeah, that sucks. So Laurel takes Poppy home. She's very quiet on the ride home, obviously. Poppy says she is not okay and that she feels all weird having remembered things that she hadn't remembered before. Um, Laurel reminds herself that it was probably the hamsters downstairs and not Ellie as to why Poppy couldn't go downstairs. Sure. You tell yourself um, that, okay. Yeah. As Floyd puts away his groceries, Laurel has an almost deja vu of having watched Paul do the same thing, wearing the same outfit. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, um, I hate it. I hate it. Want, I know. She wants to ask Floyd a million questions, but knows they are relationship changing questions. I hated this part. I'm like, just ask the fucking question. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You've only been together for like three weeks. You lose them, you lose them. Exactly. Fish in the sea. Let's yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. But what she does do is she starts asking Floyd about how him and Kate met. So he blabbers on and she sort of t- tunes out. I didn't really see any relevance mm-hmm. to writing that down. He speaks quite fondly of Kate though, still, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. In the same yeah. way that she does of Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the next day she leaves Floyd's feeling like she needs some alone time. As she walks to her car, she sees a young man and she thinks she's like, oh, he, I, he looks familiar. And she realizes it's Theo. And she thinks about how he did attend Ellie's funeral, but he never approached her or said anything to her. And that that was kind of weird because it was mm-hmm. kind of, that would be kind of weird. Yeah. So she watches him for a little moment. He's waiting outside the grocery store with the dog and she decides she's obviously not going to approach him. She's just going to watch him. And then a woman comes out of the store who looks so happy to see Floyd and the dog and she's got some groceries. And she was so happy that Laurel didn't recognize her at first. You want to know why? Because why? fucking Hannah. Oh, shoot. You're right. T is Hannah. Theo. Hannah and Theo are together? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. This adds a whole other fucking layer. Yeah. Yes. Because why was Hannah's passport with Ellie's alleged bones? I don't know. I don't know. What does Theo have to do with this? I don't. Is it just like a red herring, though? Like, maybe the only reason why she doesn't want to say anything is because it's Theo. And like, she thinks it would be weird. Do you think that Ellie may have already been pregnant when Noelle kidnapped her? Oh, maybe. But she was saying like she was excited to maybe lose her virginity. She said that? when? Well, like, well, like was it implied like when they were going to have the cottage together I kind of took that as like her like like Theo really wanting to like get it on and spend alone time and she was kind of like but we could hang out with friends I didn't necessarily take that Mm. as if she was I don't know I don't know though I don't know I don't know I'm just I'm just I'm just verbally spitballing yeah spitballing tell me what do you think oh uh, well I think obviously that Noelle has taken Ellie hostage mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. the baby and she's pretended to be pregnant, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I don't know. Like, I don't know how she ends up. If she is dead, I don't know if how. Like, I because don't know. 
how fucked up would it be if Floyd had sex with Ellie and now he's having sex with her mom? Mm-hmm. Like, what is even going on there if that's a thing? But, like, there's something weird with him, too. Yeah. Right? Yes. He has to be involved somehow. Like, he's not interested in how, even though maybe it was only, like, a physical relationship, like, a, a yeah. relationship based on sex you would still be concerned. Like a normal person would still be concerned. Like I haven't seen the mother of my child in years. Yeah. You'd think yes. But like, he doesn't seem concerned at all, but like, it's also weird. Like if this is Ellie's baby was Noel just like, Hey, come check out this girl. I've got in my basement and have sex with her. Maybe she like <laughs> stole like a bit of his semen. You know, and somehow. then, like put it her. in sadly like I wondered if that was a thing too I don't know I don't know but what is Hannah's role I just I hope nothing obviously I hope nothing happens like that to Ellie and like maybe she is already pregnant by mm-hmm. Theo or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah I was just wondering that because of how Noel thinks about how they would make beautiful children yeah like that's a weird thought mm-hmm. oh maybe she like takes theo too and is like the only way you're leaving is if you get her pregnant or something so and then, then what's he... hannah's role in all of this i don't know i just don't know is she <gasps> colluding with noel to get rid of ellie so that she could have theo and like potentially have ellie's role attention in the family dynamic yeah, yeah. I don't know. That seems far-fetched, but I don't know. I don't know either. And like, what's with this Floyd being exactly like Paul? That's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Right? It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's weird. I got cues. I I think there's something up with Floyd. I really mm-hmm. do. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless they're just trying to get us to think that. And like, could Ellie still be alive? maybe I don't know like no one even said like DNA proved that these remains were hers I know and come on Lisa Jewel you know that true crime's a thing we would all want to know about the DNA exactly I don't know I guess we'll have to find out what's happening I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know (laughs) okay well we keep reading we keep reading the next bit okay okay See you next week. See you next week. Have a good Thanksgiving day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.